Popping guys, welcome to the Great Cave. Yo. It's your man Kobu. Got Monty in here as always. What up, Monty? What up, what up? Man, just chilling, dog. Um Yo. it's 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 been a um it was it was an interesting weekend this this past weekend or whatever. I'm um I'm hyped for the upcoming Super Bowl. You know, cheat uh Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. I think that'll be a really uh fun watch. Um, a fun your city, time. your city's in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs. Damn, Monty, you don't be watching football, huh? Nah, I don't watch it, but I, I'll bet you'll be yeah. more excited since now your, you know, city's in it. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, you, they're going we to fill out the whole stadiums. You know, usually they do have like almost hundred k people on there, because you know with COVID and no, I, I don't, I don't. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. It might be some people there, but it, it I would be shocked if they filled it to uh, capacity. But uh, it's just exciting because Patrick Mahomes is the new young, you know, hot shit, and Tom Brady is like the old goat, and now they get to go against each other. And Tom Brady is scary, man, because, you know, he left New England last year, and he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which which wasn't really a great team. And, and he's just there for one year, and now, boom, he's in the Super Bowl again. So uh, it's 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 very interesting, like a a great narrative. It, it could either be a passing of the torch, or it could be Tom Brady staying in power, even though he's forty three years old, which is something we've never seen. A forty three year old hearing about quarterback, uh, Tom Brady, just killing it in, in football for so many years now. So would you would you say he's like almost Michael J- uh, Jordan level when it comes to NFL? Yeah, man. I think like when you talk about inter inter sport competition like or, or greatest sports icons of all time uh michael jordan and tom brady are definitely comparable like what michael jordan did in the 90s you know three you know winning three championships twice in a decade and tom brady's won like what six rings and if he wins his next one it'll be like seven rings yeah bro like yeah nobody's ever done what tom brady's uh done or or i don't i don't know if they ever will i'm, I'm hoping that patrick mahomes will i mean he won last year and it doesn't look like our team is slowing down at all. I think we could be a new dynasty, but I guess we'll we'll, we'll just have to see. But with that being said, um, shit. So <laughs> in terms of the news topics, um, it's it's a weird one, right? Because it, it kind of felt like a slow day. Um, and last week, you know, kind of felt like a, a a slow week in terms of news flow, but. If you look at it, it might be positive when it's slow, right? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Um, so just a quick overview of what we're going to talk about is uh, T.I. and his wife, Tiny, is faced with uh, new violent and, and disturbing and, and, and sexual abuse allegations. Um, and they, you know, deny that, but we'll get into that. Uh, Silento, the, the Mr. Whip, uh, hit that whip, Nene, that, that dance craze that everybody was doing. He is charged for, uh he's he's been charged for allegedly murdering his cousin, which is wow. We're gonna get into that. Um uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Uncle Murder's hard line stance on snitching. 
uh, how a Wu-Tang Clan shirt sparked a diplomatic dispute between China and Canada. Um, what else? Let me scroll down. Oh, we're going to go into like artists that, that have fell off that we might want to see, you know, come back, make a, make a, make a good comeback. People that we thought that could have legitimately been talented and for one reason or another kind of got their trajectory, you know, you know, we, we seen their trajectory fall in decline, whereas they might've had talent that could justify, you know, something greater than falling off or whatever. Um, and then, you know, we're going to go, you know, end it off like we always do, which is you know, the piece, a piece of media that we've been consuming that we find interesting. So, um, yeah, that's that. Um, but first things first, let's get into silent, Silento's um, new charge. Now, I want to say this, though. Silento was somebody I, I'm not going to lie, I felt bad for um, last year, I think. He blew up pretty young, man. He blew up young, and I remember him having a, a radio interview with Big Boy talking about his haters, his doubters. I even think I think he went as far as saying that his sister doubted him, and and he had a big chip on his shoulder. And he was talking about how like, man, people say I'm gonna be a one hit wonder, but you know, I'm I'm gonna show them. You know, I got all this you know potential and talent. Like nobody's gonna know. You you can't predict what I'm gonna do next, and what I'm gonna do next is gonna be bigger and better. I'm not just this you know uh, one hit wonder dance craze artists or whatever um and if you remember monty like that you know whip whip nay nay that that whole record um yeah that, that was that, a huge record that was huge in, in high school middle school <laughs> that was a huge yeah song international international like international record it was like uh to me it might have been as big as a uh, gangnam style you remember gangnam style by Sai? <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> that was you know these are gigantic records, but you know, the writing seemed to be on the wall with songs like that. When an artist comes out of nowhere with no solid fan base and they just hit that one lucky viral hit and there's levels to viral hits though, Monty, like, you know, uh, and this viral hit is about as big as a record could get. So I was interested to see, especially after seeing his radio interview with big boy, like how he was going to transition into his next hit. And as you know, weeks turned into months and months turned into years. Like we didn't hear anything from him, but I'm gonna let you know, Monty. He tried to put out a, a a whip part two. He put a part two like years after, like two or three Damn. years after. I never actually and heard of it. My, and that's the point. Like, and every single comment under that video was just making fun of him, bro. Every Damn. like, I have OCD sometimes, so when I see a sea of positive comments, my mind wants to see at least one negative one before I click off. Um, but in this case, it was all negative, and I, I just wanted to see one positive comment before I clicked off, and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find one person defending him, one person that said, like, come on, at least give him a chance. He was young. You know, he's young. No, everybody was like, oh, you fucking, it's over for you. Why would you wait years uh, to put out a part two? Part one was trash anyway, blah, 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 blah. You should have took that money and invested and did this and did that. And yeah, and Monty, I heard the record, bro. It doesn't have what the part one had. First off, part one had the, 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 it was a novelty record. It incorporated all these new age dances and all that. It's hard to like make lightning strike, you know, put lightning in a bottle twice. <laughs> and that's what he tried to do. And it was bad. And then he tried to do other records. He tried to make more mature love, love records. It didn't work either. People made fun of him. I think on some of those other ones, people were like, 
man, I kind of feel bad because of the like low level of views, the high amount of dislikes, yeah. the high amount of like negative comments. So I, I'm just telling you guys all this before I even react to this article of him being charged with the murder of his own uh, cousin. Like this is just so random to me, you know, because we his image was very clean cut, like a Disney star. Like there was no cussing or whatever, whatever. So to see this happening, like Monty, like correct me if I'm wrong, bro, but I. <laughs> when it comes to one hit wonders making headlines after like the best thing you can hope for is like maybe a comeback or whatever, or the, or, or some of the worst things we may have seen throughout the years is that, Oh, they overdosed on drugs or something happened to them. But this is the first time I recall a one hit wonder, like reappearing in the headlines years after for murdering somebody. And on top of that, murdering a family member like that, that's, that's some new ground you know um and unfortunately it's happening in 2021 like 2020 set the bar in terms of like weirdness and industry news and stuff like that but 2021 as we we've said before like it it, it seems like it's trying to compete early with a lot of this wild shit that's going on but um okay so i'm, I'm gonna read a little bit i'm gonna read a little bit into this and yeah it says silentos publicist blames cousins murder on mental health illnesses and asks for fan support. Um, Atlanta bred rapper Silento, widely known for his 2015 single, Watch Me with Nene, was arrested and charged with the murder of his cousin on Monday, February 1st. Uh, DeKalb County police believe he's the man responsible for the killing of a 34 year old Frederick Rooks. But according to a statement from his publicist, Silento's off the rails behavior in recent years is the result of severe mental health issues. Shortly after news of his arrest broke, PR manager Chanel shared her thoughts on one of her Instagram stories and pleaded with fans to stand behind him. Uh, quote, please send my client Silento some positive vibrations. Over the past several years, Ricky has been suffering immensely from a series of, uh, from a series of mental illnesses. We will continue in his efforts of treatment, but we ask in the meantime, uh, the public uplift him and his family in immediate prayer and positive energy. Ricky is a beautiful soul, and we hope that the same people who came up whipping and they named with him continue to support <laughs> him, lifted in prayer. God, Monty, this is different, bro. First of all, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, this is not like, remember when Kid, Kid Cudi had some issues with, you know, mental health issues, and, you know, if some, if Kid Cudi's publicist wrote something similar, then I would understand, you know. Uh, but this is, uh, we're talking about murder where we're not, nobody's gonna make it, make a new video or a trend or, or a TikTok dance trying to, trying to help a Salento or, you know, uh, you know, whip, uh, or, you know, whip, whip, whip or Nene for, you know, Salento, you know, for his release, you know, you know, when people start a hashtag for when rappers go to jail or, you know, free, free Lil Wayne, free this or free Kodak, we're yeah. not gonna have like a, you know, uh, whip for Salento, nothing like that. Nah, bro. And, and and it's weird because you would think her being a PR person, she should know like that the public the public um evaluation of Silento is hasn't been like a highly favorable one. So I'm surprised it isn't more yeah. like like she's saying, please send him higher vibrations as if the last few years he hasn't been ridiculed for releasing song after song after song it isn't like he has an established strong fan base that cares about him anyway he's more he's one of those artists where it's like whoa 
what the hell? And maybe I would understand it a little bit more as if like it was a drug problem, like like himself harming himself, right? But it's a murder. It's a murder. So this is just like begging to be the internet is ruthless, man. This is like begging but, to be mean yeah. and, and all of that. Continue. But he does uh I I would agree with the publicist that he does have some mental issues, probably. Because, yeah. but that does not, you know, negate the fact that he fucking murdered somebody. But, you know, he actually been in the headlines because uh, I think in 2020 he was in the headlines for speeding over the limit and being arrested for it. And also before that, he was actually actually arrested again for trying to hit two people with a hatchet or something, you know. Yeah, in yeah. Their, in their home. So he's definitely been going through a lot of wild shit and this is probably the wildest and man somebody should have stopped him when when he first got arrested but man imagine like imagine getting in this much trouble and you know you definitely got to be something wrong with your with your mental yeah um and not to mention so so i'm looking at that article where it talks about a hatchet, a hatchet wielding Silento arrested twice in two days following bizarre behavior. It says Silento was typically victim of internet death rumors. So he's also, so I guess on more than one occasion, the internet has came up with memes about him being dead as well. So I, I, I'm not lying. That, that that could have a severe effect on your on your uh your well being because a lot of these memes aren't like, oh my god, he's dead. A lot of them were like. Whipping and naying to the idea that he's dead, like they made fun of the idea of him being dead. So again, it's interesting that his publicists would put out like, "Yo, please send him positive vibrations," because ever since 2015, bro, like the the internet makes fun of him. He's he's the internet's punching bag. Um, and he's I don't I don't really I don't really I'm not really surprised that the publicists made this type of statement because. You know, we we seen very similar examples previously when a lot of rappers, you know, do some foul shit and they get put in prison or just get arrested. Usually on Twitter, you see, you know, free this person, free that person. This example would be, you know, with Take A, <laughs> you pretty much kill somebody so ruthless yeah. even, and you know, people still want him free and just. But Monty, the difference is between this person and the, all the other people you're thinking about. Those people have fan bases that loved and cared about them. Even Tay-K. People's like, oh, Tay-K's free or Tay-K's innocent. He had industry friends like, I believe, Lil Yachty. Like, there are people saying free Tay-K. This dude, for the half of a decade, has been mocked and ridiculed, has been lied about his death. He Like, I've never seen nothing positive, like, said about uh, uh, about him in, um, from a fan or anybody that likes music. He's always been ridiculed. So I'm just like... Like, here's what I say. Here's what I see. When the publicist says, please send him positive vibrations, I see a, a bunch of people trolling and memeing him after that. Like, oh, they want us to, and it's a murder. Like I said, if it was like self-harming, like he slit, slit his wrist or like a drug problem, I could see it be going differently. But it's like, damn, bro, you killed your cousin? You killed your cousin? Uh, yeah, I just see like, people just uh, make jokes of this, you know. All the, all the, all the, if you read the newest comments on the, on his biggest song on YouTube, it's just it's just jokes about him co- murdering murdering his cousin, and it's it's, it's pretty sad. Bro, it's all bad. It's all bad. And um, I mean, all I can say is I hope he didn't do it. 
But the publicist didn't, from that message we read, it seemed more so like, yo, he has mental illnesses. It wasn't like, it didn't seem like uh, she was denying the charge. It just seems like, yo, please send him positive vibrations. He's been going through a lot, but it's hard for people to sim- uh, to empathize with a murderer, with an alleged murderer, let me say alleged. Especially a cousin, like your family member, someone so close. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's bad, man. But let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this uh, question or just a a feeling that I have that, you know, he blew up pretty young and, you know, his his song was mega huge because if you look at it, it's almost it's almost at two billion views. And that is pretty insane because, you know, reaching one billion views on YouTube, that's just that's just out of this level. That means you really made it. But made it way higher than anybody could ever ever hope for and you know from going that to just everything going downhill for you uh i feel like i feel like mental issues definitely 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 you know probably worse than because of that where you you experience such a high and you know anything compared to that is just gonna it's just nothing gonna compare because you know you go you blow up such a at a young age and so fast and going from that to everything just going downhill and I would think that Daffy has a lot of a lot of weight on your mental and I think you know he might have some mental issues but I feel like you know going through all that public shit or experiencing that type of fame and just going yeah. down that 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 Daffy probably aggravated his mental issues even more I feel like you know yeah, it exacerbates. It definitely exacerbates the the, the issues and uh, amplifies. Uh, I mean, you know, they fame is a hell of a drug. And again, I got to go back to that interview I saw back in 2015 where he was trying to, he had a chip on his shoulder talking about people doubting him, uh, his sister doubting him and telling him he would never make it. Now take that and, you know, you reach the highest highs and now the internet loves to make fun of you and say you're not shit and this and that. Like, yeah, man, that that that's a lot. That that's a lot. And he blew up young, as you said. It was just a simple, innocent uh dance craze. And he wanted to follow up with it. And whether it was label issues, whether it was like lack of interest, like it just didn't happen. Um and man, he's twenty two years old. Like, yeah. Yeah, twenty two now. That's that's insane. Yeah, you yeah, blew now. Up. Even at a younger age, usually 22, I would think that would be like a decent age to have your first song blow up. But, you know, he's yeah. 22 now after five, six years yeah, when his yeah. song blew up. So that's that's pretty crazy. He was right? a minor. He was a minor in high school when, when, when he blew up, when that song took. Yeah, so I can only imagine the, uh, the effects it would have to experience such highs and then hit such lows like... Uh, um, and later on, we're going to talk about three artists that we want to see come back. But like none of those guys that I'm going to name and I'm pretty I can probably say the guys that you're going to name that may have fell off or, or have, has been, you know, experiencing a decline. I don't think none of those guys have felt the the high or lows that Silento has felt. Yeah, we're not going to see Silento in that list, man. No, no, no. <laughs> but no. that's perfect, though, with that topic we're going to we're going to do later. And, you know, this the somber yeah. Uh, topic that we started with they they pretty much go hand in hand almost yeah 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 man um but i, I will say if he has a publicist if chanel still represents him I'm, i mean i'm guessing she does 
uh, she has a work cut out for. She yeah, has her work yeah. cut out for public relations, and you know, yeah, that's man. But um, okay, on to some uh, some some more dark shit uh concerning Ti and Tiny. Now let me ask you this though, Lancy. So, um, Ti growing up was was a he's always been a special talent to me. Um, his I'm Serious project back in the early 2000s, I believe it came out. Uh, uh, there was just singles I grew up with, with, uh, hold on, how do I say this? So back when I was like in third, fourth grade, I used to watch videos on demand. Oh, Nelly had a record called Grills. Like I remember this era so fondly. And T.I., T.I. had hit records. He had singles that I really liked as a young kid before I even knew about the subject matter in which he was talking about. I just liked his accent, his flow, his approach. So um, T.I. has always been special. And then like his uh, vocabulary. People meme him for the words that he used, but he has a very expansive vocabulary. And, and, and there was always this stigma on Southern artists being stupid, Southern artists being dumb. And he showed that like, nah, they're hella intelligent. You're going to be hard pressed to find somebody as intelligent or as articulate as a TI. So um, the story we're about to get into, it's disappointing to hear. Like, even if, you know, like assuming that he's even innocent, the fact that he has to go through, go through this or seeing a headline like this, it, it is like nasty. It's discouraging. Um, I would think a, a terrible lot of people, way to, a lot of people are kind of probably not surprised because uh, with the song's recent headlines, relating to his daughter and uh these kind of do seem a little bit similar in a way but you know obviously way worse a- accusations but you know it's still i would oh, say yeah. accusations because yeah. you know it's not we don't really know it's not all the all the details you know what actually happened but still to you know to yeah yeah you're all this it's still it's- still like man come on bro <laughs> now now I'm, I'm gonna get into this uh insider.com uh article about the allegations but i will say this i'm not in the victim blaming or anything like that but i i would encourage people to like check check the history of the person that's doing the allegations because there's a lot of shifty like like shifty shit going on in that person's background man those type of people like you know if if they do indeed you know proven to be you know liars or you know they they're actually valid claims that they made up shit Man, those people are probably even close to worse than some people that actually do some of the crimes, man. It's like, I yeah, don't it's know, it's, it's really messed up. It's character assassination. A lot of times these are the same type of people that are the types to blackmail somebody. Um, and yeah, but let's get into it. So rapper T.I. denies the allegations of violence and sexual abuse being made against them on social media. I'm reading this uh, on uh, insider.com. So the, the, the three bulletin points says rapper T.I. and his wife Tamika Tiny Harris denied various social media allegations against them. Uh, Sabrina Peterson first sparked controversy when she alleged on Instagram that T.I. held a gun to her head in 2009. Peterson then shared un- unsubstantiated allegations from anonymous women against the rapper. His spokesperson has denied these claims. So um, rapper T.I. and his wife Tamika Harris denied social media allegations made against them last week. The drama started when Glam University, a web a webinar series aimed at helping women launch their own CBD business. CEO Sabrina Peterson claimed on Instagram that T.I. put a gun to her head at a 2009 birthday party. In a post on Tuesday, Peterson wrote in part, quote, 
You put a gun to my head in front of children and I never called the police on you. But for years, you have painted me as the villain, unquote. Uh, uh, and so Peterson said in an argument, uh, Peterson said an argument erupted between her and T.I. at a 2009 party for Harris's daughter. Um, Peterson said T.I. arrived at the party after she got in an alterga altercation with his assistant. She said he put a gun to her head, quote, bitch, I'll kill you, unquote. Sabrina alleged the insider that T.I. told her she says the situation was eventually diffused, after which she distanced herself from the family. After, after the 2009 incident, she and T.I., um, she and T.I.'s wife, Harris, were cordial. Peterson told Insider, she says she she says they'd see each other for events such as baby showers and funerals, but remain distant. In response to Peterson's claims, uh, Harris wrote on social media that she was confused about why these allegations were coming to light now. Harris uploaded her own post to Instagram, appearing to show Peterson previously posting posit positively about her son spending time with T.I. and wrote in the caption, he was just an uncle two years ago. Now, when did you say my husband assaulted you? Did you change your mind or change it back? Um, and and I'm going to stop it right there. So Monty, she, she alleges that T.I. put a gun to her head and, and threatened to kill her in 2009. But as, uh, as uh, recent as two years ago, she referred to T.I. as an uncle to her kids. And there's pictures with T.I. and her kids. So that's one of the little things that people are looking at. Like, wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> if T.I. is an abuser, and we haven't even gotten to the, I guess, sexual abuse uh, allegations yet. This is just straight up uh, violence and threatening to kill uh, kill Sabrina, according to her, T.I. threatening to kill her. But as of two years ago, um, there, you know, she, she brought her kids around him. So, Paul, so, 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 Monty, what do you think of that? What do you think about that? Man, um, from that, the, it kind of, you know, obviously I don't know what the fuck happened, but from mm -hmm. that, it kind of seems like some, you know, like, say, imagine a couple, right? Yep. And they go through some shit and, you know, probably the dude, you know, probably lashes out yep. at, at some point. And, you know, uh, and after that, they kind of make up and they kind of forget about it. But years later, they break up, and and after that, she she claims that oh, one time, he hit me, and it's like the dude is like oh yeah yo yeah, what yeah. Well, I never hit you but it almost got to that level you know it almost got to that level but the probably the woman or even the dude could say some shit like this you know the other couple they they probably remember that even worse than it already was. Or, you yeah. know, something like that happened, but at that point, they weren't really bothered by it. But now that they see, you know, all the social media or just just the Internet, now yeah. they, they tend to, you know, not it's a different climate, right? 2009 and 2020, it's like way different. You know, I, I wouldn't think if she came out in like 2009, right? This wouldn't, mm -hmm. I don't know, this this wouldn't really bother a lot of people, but nowadays... This type of stuff really bothers people, and rightfully so, I think. Yeah. You know, rightfully so. But you know, I don't know. I don't know if Ti did it, but he could have done something like that. And you know, now she remembers it, and she feels, you know, oh, this is terrible. But back then, she probably really didn't really make up too much of a big deal out of it. So that's what right, it kind of right, right, seems right, right. like. But I'm just giving my two cents, so we don't really know what really happened. 
Right, right, right. But I think what what people are saying though is like, okay, if he did that, and even if you got over it, if he if he's that allegedly unhinged, why would you bring your kids around him and then refer to him as their uncle when you know that he's capable of threatening a woman and saying that he'll kill you? Like, yeah, see, she switched up. Seems like you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I'm I'm just you know we're just I'm playing devil's advocate, showing both sides of the situation. We don't know anything. Um, but with that being said, um, but that I'll, I'll mention this though, this sounds very similar because recently, you know, very similar to this, you know, Marilyn Manson, right? Yep. Uh, he was in the headlines too, allegedly some uh, actress name. Uh, she was in the, uh, she was in the Westworld show, uh, Rachel Evan Wood, I think that's how you say her full name. And yep. she actually came out against Marilyn Manson uh, saying, you know, they actually dated a long time ago while Marilyn Manson was 38 years old and she was 19 years old. And she claims that she was groomed and taken advantage of at a, at a young age and he pretty much abused her. And she also starred in a film by Woody Allen, who's another known abuser, but he also has, you know, allegations against him of doing a lot of foul shit, you know, the typical Hollywood shit. And yeah. a lot of people call her on the same typical, you know, type of hypocritical stance where, you know, you're, you're pretty much working with a person who, 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 who has a history of, you know, that, that type of abuse claims and stuff. But you're saying, right. you know, it's like, you know, that hypocritical aspect of it, I guess, is kind of very similar here also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I saw that headline, but uh, thank you for uh, elaborating on it because I, I didn't click on the article with the Marilyn Manson thing, but yeah. that, that is interesting. And that's also, if you don't know her, the, I think Rachel Evan Wood, she, she was also the woman who called uh, Kobe Bryant rapist when he died. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's shit. her. Mm. Okay, controversial stuff. Yeah. Okay, continuing though. When asked why she was surfacing the 2009 allegation now, Peterson told Insider, quote, I'm a motivational speaker. And as a motivational speaker, you speak about things you went through. Uh, I'm kind of getting tired of like officials holding him up, holding him up in high regard and me knowing that the magnitude of what he's done to women, the magnitude of how he treats women. Um, okay. Now I'm not gonna lie, Monty, that's a that's a tricky little reason, right? Like, oh, why are you telling us now? Uh, about what Tia did a decade ago, and she says because I'm a motivational speaker, like just that because it, it's that seems like more career motivated. You see what I'm saying? Like that seems like yeah. that's either I'm a motivational I'm a motivational speaker, so now I'm gonna motivate people and tell people how fucked up Tia. Like it's I don't know. Shouldn't this type of stuff be you know taken to court? Because seems like you know this do sound very serious, but she she just. Yeah, because that's that was a motivational for her career. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I mean that would be that. like threatening or, yeah, you know, assault with a deadly weapon or threatening with a deadly weapon or whatever. Yeah, you would see, but I don't know about the statute of limitations, right? The statute of limitations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's some crimes that don't have a statute of limitations. One being murder, but I'm not so sure about the deadly weapon or or whatever. But she goes on. Uh, so she also shared anonymous. Keyword anonymous and unsubstantiated allegations from other women, which the rapper's spokesperson has denied. So after sharing her 2009 allegation, Peterson went on Instagram Live and began to talk about dealing with trauma as a black woman. And she said, uh, 
the floodgates just opened. She said she began to get direct messages from women with other allegations against P.I. and his wife. The anonymous messages, which Peterson has been reposting on her Instagram, alleged the couple cover, uh, the couple coerced various women into taking drugs and other allegations of sexual abuse. There have been no on-the-record allegations, and they have not been corroborated by Insider. The couple has since em emphatically denied the allegations in a statement given to Complex. A spokesperson for the rapper and his wife wrote, Mr. and Mrs. Harris want to be on record and more importantly, want the public to know that they emphatically deny in the strongest way possible the egregiously appalling allegations being made against them by Sabrina Peterson. The Harrises have had difficulty with this woman for well over a decade. They are taking this matter very seriously. T.I. Uh, and Harris team did not immediately respond to Insider for comment. So that's that. So so to end off the article, so yeah, Monty, so she started posting. Um, she said there was a bunch of women that submitted like these these horror stories of what T.I. and his wife did uh, to them. And um, it ranged from like rape to like, uh, it, it was a lot, it, it was a lot. Now they don't have the screenshots of these anonymous messages, but the key word is, Monty, that like no woman has gone on record. So so she just put the screenshots on her Instagram live stories. And we're supposed to take that as all these being individual women that that just had these horror stories about T.I. Yeah. So I yeah, don't, there's I don't like know about two sides that. to it. You know, obviously, it's like these are anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be anybody. But the other side is, you know, this woman, these women might be scared because, you know, once. Once you reveal your identity, you know, all these fucking idiot fans are just people on the internet just, just send you their death threats or all type of other, you know, har harassing messages to you. So it's like, it's hard to, <laughs> it's not like black and white, it's very gray. So I, I definitely understand both right. sides of it. Right, right, right. Yeah, and uh, there's, there's another layer to this story, right? Now, some of what, she, what, what Sabrina's commenting on uh, kind of, Stokes the flames on rumors that have been going on for like a, a long time, which is T.I. and Tiny. They have threesomes. They like to bring women in and, and have threesomes or whatever. And nothing, nothing's wrong with that. Whatever you want to do in your sexual life to spice it up, that's what it is. But obviously, Sabrina goes on to allege that, uh, you know, there's some rapey vibes going on, sexual abuse. Uh, I think even hum uh, even sexual trafficking was alleged at one point. Yeah, but these are like serious claims. And, you know, if uh, if they could stand on... If the statute limitations are still there and they could st stand in the face of the court, and I, I think you know she should go through that system, and you yeah. know it just makes it also like proving this stuff, man. That's that that, that got to be a headache too, man. It's like how do you how do you prove this stuff? It, it got to be so messy, and it's just not black and white, man. It's you know obviously there's on the internet with the polarization of everything, you know people are gonna have. Uh, just taking different sides and just going saying, oh, she's a she she's pretty much making up shit. Or other people like, oh, he's a he's a rapist and all that shit. They're they're pretty much you know abusers. But it's like it's like such a messy thing, and it's it's always hard to hard to hard to pick like <laughs> pick a side. It's never it's it's very messy, man. So I always try to not 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 you know deny or. Or agree with anything pretty much it's, it's just a messy thing and but you know with the internet people are gonna pick and choose what they like yeah 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 um now um i'm reading this from allhiphop.com allhiphop.com they're, they're usually pretty pretty 
integral with what they report. But um, it says, yet another layer has been added to the ongoing back and forth between Glam University founder Sabrina and people associated with Hustle Gang founder uh, T.I. Peterson accusing T.I. of holding a gun to her head was just the first chapter in the story. Now, after Tamika Tiny, Tiny Harris called Peterson special and suggested she was harassing her husband and her family, multiple women reportedly came forward claiming T.I. and Tiny were involved in sex trafficking. Peterson posted screenshots, she said, uh, were from alleged victims of the couple. Now, um, their best friend, uh, Shikana, uh, T.I., T, uh, not T.I.'s best friend, but his wife, Tiny's best friend, came out and said, not only is uh, Sabrina a liar, but apparently Sabrina was also a part of these threesomes. So, so, so let, let, let me be clear. Tiny's best friend, Shikana, is saying Sabrina not only was like cool with T.I. and Tiny at one point, but she actually was involved sexually with them as well. Um, yeah, that's, that's another I would, I would think, you know, that, that makes sense because she then that's how she knows all these details because I don't know if you're an outsider, I don't know how you would find out about all this shit unless yeah, that, you're that's, that's true. doing that's some true. shit too. Yeah, but I guess the issue would be for people like, oh, why, why weren't you forthcoming? Like, if you're a legend about all this about T.I. and Tiny, why didn't you also include the fact that you slept with them as well, as opposed to acting like you were some sort of, um, you had sources or whatever. By the way, I I'm mean, not- she probably just, it's not like she denied it, right? Is she denying that she, you know, was involved? It's like something, I, I don't think anybody wants to mention that if, they, if they're involved in that type of stuff. Well, that's the thing, though, because the court of public opinion is ruthless, Monty. So transparency, like the, the, the theory goes, you want to be transparent before somebody else comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like then, Monty, then, you, come out, you know, other people don't have anything to shade you on. So you yeah. just and and, and, and in reality, and, and in reality, Sabrina having consensual sex with them that doesn't necessarily negate like the allegation. So if she came out and said, Yeah, I did have sex with them at, at one point, but that has nothing to do with anything else. Now I will say uh as a final thing, um, I don't I, I was trying to pull up the, the article and screenshots or whatever, but I can't find it as of right now. But I did watch a YouTube video about this incident um, about three, four days ago. And it, it, it talked about the criminal background of Sabrina Peterson, which involved like uh, family family disputes, like like uh, some sort of abuse with, uh, with, with, with people within our family. I don't know, like just criminal stuff in her background that looks sketchy, that made people say like, okay, maybe we should, you know, give her the side eye or take what she's saying with a grain of salt. It's from uh, YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, be careful. I'll be careful taking anything from YouTube, man. It's yeah, yeah. Always... No, no, but 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 I'm what I'm trying to say, Monty, is I'm all about receipts. And the person in this video did have receipts, so I'm not like making a a character judgment or or condemning or not condemning. I'm just saying that there's a a, a pretty uh interesting black woman uh that that does YouTube named I think impressively or imp- impressively Impre- impress yeah, or something like uh, that. She's one of the top gossip. YouTube channels. I think I've seen her talk about the yeah when when Cardi B and you know Megan put out that song talking about it. yeah and I, and I just want to say that she put a video out on on this and like she was very critical of Ti and Tiny and Sabrina Peterson. So I will appreciate I appreciate her for not like just blindly having allegiance to any side. Like she wasn't just blindly. It didn't seem like she was blindly hating Ti and Tiny. 
but it didn't seem like she wanted to take uh uh, uh like to discount what Sabrina was saying. She just bought, brought out like issues from both of their sides of the story. Monty, you know, the old saying goes, there's uh, three sides to every story, your side, my side, and the truth. And yeah. I guess the we'll see if the truth comes comes to light. Uh, hopefully, though, uh, best case scenario, I hope a hip-hop legend named T.I. didn't, you know, I, I hope he is like clean of all this. I hope he is truly innocent. And I'm going to, it's innocent until proven uh, uh, guilty. But I don't want to take that and say like less victim blame or victim shame or anything like that. I just, I just, I'm just hoping that uh, T.I. is clean from this. And uh, yeah, Monty, that's, it's just, it's unfortunate, yeah, some man. Shady it's shit, man, if you did this shit, like, bro, what do you, uh, this type of stuff, man, just makes me disappointed in, in the genre, just even more. Because we, we hear so much stuff, not not just the genre, just the industry, the Hollywood industry, the the music industry. It's just it's just a vile industry, man. And you know, I had one point uh, I would have loved to be part of, you know, just just the industry when I was younger, you know, make music. But as you grow older, you find out it's just uh, there's so many darker shit going on behind the scenes, and you know, I'm better off not yeah, within it, man. Well, I, I say like you could be in the, you I feel like I mean if you love music and you want to make a living off of it, you can be in the industry and not of the industry. Like Christians say, you can be in the world but not of the world. So even though there is like a lot of nasty demonic things in the industry, I gotta be thankful for the the dream bills and the TDEs and the um, you know, uh I'll still be I'll still be, you know, I'll still I'll still be careful with that too, because we're just probably seeing what happens on the outside. So I don't rule out anybody or I don't really, you know, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't rule out anybody from any type of shit that might be happening. So everybody's fair game to me. So I'll be, I'll, I'll be careful like everybody's everywhere fair. I go, but that's just me. You know? I feel like every, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, Bachi, I gotta, de- I gotta defend my, I gotta defend strong black Kings and, and Queens that are out, out here doing it for, for, you know, the right reasons. I can't, like, oh, it's not just it's not just about even color. It's just that's why I said you know restated the fact that the music yeah. industry because you know just just like I mentioned that Marilyn Manson stuff. Just like it's, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you're making it a color thing. I, I'm saying though that like I I got to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like yeah, it is important to know like we don't necessarily know these people, but I don't yeah. think that certain in, like issues with. With whether it's TI allegations or this allegation or that allegation should make you color and say, oh, it's like a black and white thing. Like, because that's, I don't know, like, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying that's how people get into conspiratorial thinking and they start linking this with a greater conspiracy or, or a greater plot. Like, I do believe that there's evil things not believe. Yeah. Like, it's been proven on record that evil things go on in Hollywood, evil thing, uh, evil things go on in, um, and and all these industries that deal with entertainment or even or even or even sports but i can't like let i i can't i don't want people to be discouraged from 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 being fans of 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 people that have never showed any uh record of course there's things that go on that we will never see and until we actually know a person we can't like co-sign a person like we don't know these people that is, that is true uh but, but uh, i see your point here so mm-hmm. you're saying you know as long as so far that you don't really have any shit. You don't have any, you know, any shady things that you heard of somebody, uh, then you're you're fine with them, right? Yeah, if there's no reason to like 
to, to if there's no reason to just like come jump out the window and be like, oh yeah, there's there's always been something about J. Cole. Yeah, he is. Yeah, J. Cole <laughs> and Kendrick are they do have a monogamous relationship, but uh, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing um gets off of my radar. All of these motherfuckers are all of them are compromised. All of them are this. All of them are that. You know, I I, I think I think there's whistleblowers in the industry. Like there are people that see some shit and that and say some shit. Or there are people that like um, uh, disengage with people that are powerful. Like again, I, I always call J. Cole the prophet. Monty J. Cole made a song called False Prophets before it was popular to hate on Kanye. Before, like when, when he came out with that song criticizing Kanye's and, and Kanye and his God in that God complex, people hated on J. Cole and called him uh jealous. They called him this, they called him that. And I'm like, and then and then what looks look what unfolds two, three years later. And now it's like, oh man, J. Cole was right. So I, I appreciate the whistleblowers uh, uh, as well, because it could be argued that it wasn't advantageous for J. Cole to attack Kanye when he was at like his peak or at his height. Like, but you know, that, that, that's what, that's something called integrity. Like when you do stuff that isn't necessarily uh, uh, p- politically correct or politically advantageous and J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar seems like those people that, um that you can, you, you, you can get music from and, tell like yo there's something integral about what they're saying because there isn't no political real strong political benefit to what they're talking about or rapping about they're not trying to uh um they're not scared of burning bridges that shouldn't be built in the first place and that's why i appreciate i appreciate um them and of course yeah monty of course i'm being sensitive towards them because you know as of 2020 they tried to uh they tried to cancel cole cole and kendrick or whatever so um but yeah, man, Monty. Yeah, all these niggas. A lot of these niggas end up disappointing. We we always go back to hero hero worship. It is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna it, mention that. Yeah, man. it it sucks, bro. It sucks. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm kind of I'd be disappointed though, man, because I really like Ti's. I think not not the latest album. It was called Dime Trap. It came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. I really like that album, man. And you know, mm-hmm. I'd be disappointed if you find out. <laughs> somebody that you like their music for you know even though we say we try to separate music and the person it's still it still lingers on lingers on within the music that the person is found out to have done something really terrible you know yeah especially when uh, uh their personality is so much their personality is so much what people like them for yeah um, yeah especially know, with hip-hop Exactly. And T.I. is a very personable person. He has his own podcast now, Expedition. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it really does taint it. Like, we can try our best to separate art or, or actors or whatever they do, craft from actual person, but it does get difficult. And, and Monty, you mentioned earlier, like, I don't want to get into it, but uh, the shit I've heard about Woody Allen, that shit is disgusting, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that Woody Allen shit is nasty, dude. Um, but, okay. Well, that was a, a a nasty but but I guess interesting subject. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> it was nasty. That's nasty. All this shit is nasty. So sorry guys that we had to you know break down Silento and, and the Ti allegations, but that that's what's going on in pop culture and in hip hop uh, today. Um, yeah, there's so always on the some third weird topic, shit with pop culture. Did you hear about this actor? I forgot. It's Army Hammer. They, they, they uh-huh. people think he's a cannibal. <laughs> Because a lot of texts came out that, you know, showing he, he really, a lot of things related to the human body that he wants to 
eat a core, eat a eat a body part or some shit like that. Oh yeah, there's God. a lot of weird shit going on, but oh we don't God. know if you know if it, if all that stuff is true. But even even the even then, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this 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 next um this next topic is I, I find interesting. It's a lot less nasty and dark, and, and more so deals with uh. Uh, principles, ethics, and morals. And morality is one of those funny things and, you know, different perspectives are, are, are interesting. Like, you would think that morality is black and white, but, you know, depending on the culture, depend, depending on the time period, like, shit gets really wonky and, and different. Things that are okay now was, was not acceptable, like, even 30 years ago. So, um, so um, with that being said, snitching is a, is a big no-no in a, a hip-hop culture. And um, a legend like Pharrell, you know, has something to say about snitching. Now, Pharrell's never been like a street nigga or anything like that. And, uh, you know, he has some interesting, interesting takes on it. But uh, Uncle Murder, you know, some would say a New York hip hop legend who does phenomenal uh, records at the end of every year. As of like, I think three years, like three years in a row now, he does like the, the year wrap up. And he recently came up with the uh, came out with 2020 year wrap up. And he just does a song rapping about all the hot hot topics of that said year. And so this past year, he went on a, a, a rant about uh, the coronavirus vaccines, um, <laughs> Jada Pinkett and Will Smith, the entanglement, uh, Pop Smoke and Pop Smoke's death, uh, stuff like that. And um Basically, as I'm going to read from HipHopDX.com, Uncle Murder condemns Pharrell for promoting 6 9 like snitching during a Drink Champs episode. But before I get into it, in that 2020 wrap-up song he did, he slightly, he, he slightly touched on, on Pharrell uh, uh, and criticizing him for saying that he would snitch. So re- going into this, um, Pharrell, Pharrell, Pharrell sat down for an interview with Revolt's Drink Champs series in December 2020 and confessed He'd snitch in a heartbeat if it meant protecting his freedom. But apparently his comments didn't sit well with Uncle Murder, who recently did his own interview with Drink Champs host uh, uh, Nori and DJ Effie. The veteran rapper whose annual wrap-up summarizes... Uh, hold on. The veteran rapper whose annual wrap-up summaries consistently keep him in the headlines. Uh, question why the Grammy Award-winning producer would essentially glorify snitching while rappers such as 6ix9ine are making it seem like it's the right thing to do. A code Uncle Murder clearly doesn't live by. Um, quote, the difference was, you know what I didn't like about the Pharrell thing? He asked. It was just like, why promote that? We in an era now where motherfuckers is thinking snitching is so cool and definitely because of a nigga like Takashi. So you got these motherfuckers making snitching like a cool thing. And I was just mad at Pharrell for promoting that. Definitely on this platform. This is a big platform right here. Murder then added, he was over it, explaining, I was just mad at him for promoting it at the time. That's not cool. I was mad at Pharrell for doing that. No personal beef with him. So uh, Pharrell came to the revelation one night while hanging out with Lil Wayne at a New Orleans club where everybody had a gun. And he said, uh, uh, literally, I'm not a tough guy. I'm staying my ass inside and the fucking FBI is on speed dial, bro. I'm not a fucking tough guy. You people say things about snitching. I'm fucking snitching. Don't talk to me about all that. Everybody plays this part. This is a movie. You guys, everybody plays their part. I am snitching. Don't do nothing around me. I'm not built for the jail life. Um, <laughs> yeah, Vati. So these are two different types of perspectives on 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 life. And I'm surprised that Pharrell said said that about snitching. He's like, you know, of course I'm a snitch. <laughs> 
I'm not a tough yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hilarious. It it, it it is it is kind of funny. And he said he came to that revelation while being with Little Wayne in the New Orleans club because everybody had a gun. That's a funny like funny like scenery. Like that's when yeah. he came to the came to grips with the fact that yo, I'm not built for this. Like I gotta, I'll, I'll tell on any and everybody. Um, here's my here's my. I definitely uh, understand it because he, he's he seems like a realist, not not somebody with just looking at it from you know just black and white. So I kind of agree with Pharrell, but go ahead. Um, yeah, man, I, you can't you can't you can't expect everybody to like play by the by the uh, street rules, right? Like, I be, I believe the 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 snitching the no snitching code is it exists for a reason. Um, and we talked about this on an earlier episode. It deals with like loyalty, trust, honor, stuff like that. It's like so, if you're um, in a criminal organization, or or not even an organization, it could be a trio or a duo where you're committing crimes or whatever. You expect that, you know, um, if if worse come to worse, if I get caught up, I'm not gonna snitch on you. If you get caught up, you're not gonna snitch on me. Uh, bottom line, I understand that, but for real, isn't that though, right? Like there's civilians, and then there's like criminals. And then there's the gray area in between where you're doing stuff that you might not, might not, should be doing under the light of the law. Um, and there's that as well. But no, like, I'm not mad at Pharrell. Like, in that little quote that I just read, because I didn't see the Pharrell Drink Champs episode, him, him just talking about his personal perspective, like, yo, I'm not snitching. Don't do anything bad around me because I will tell the FBI. Um, that I, didn't, I didn't see that... I didn't see that quote promoting what six nine did was cool. Like I didn't see yeah. anything in that Pharrell quote that said, "Yo, what six nine did, that's what he should have done." No, he he was speaking from his own perspective. By the way, I don't I think what six nine did was was horrible, and I also kind of blame the bloods that he was around because it's like you would think that they would see that coming from from a mile away. But six nine was he was a cash cow. He was like they, like, they got no, dude, man, and yeah, now six nine. He has a fucking uh, documentary about him now. He finessed the game. He's 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 still doing it, so he's winning, man. It might have been one of the greatest hip hop finesses I've ever seen because, like, the FBI was on his ass. He was facing like uh, uh, over twenty five years. I think even forty plus years. He snitched. I still can't believe Charlemagne, you know, said that shit about. You know, you you know what what he said, right? Yeah, yeah. It was something along yeah. the lines of if if six nine gets out, I would suck his dick. It was some crazy. It's so crazy, like homosexual. Is he stuff. is he gonna keep his word? Like, if he's not Hell keeping no. his word, how is anybody gonna take him serious now? He gotta he gotta <laughs> retire. <laughs> oh man, I don't know, but I will say this: I would never make a bet like that publicly or privately. But it did look like it was a wrap for six nine. Like, it did look like yo, there's no way he's gonna like get away with with this and not serve at least fifteen to twenty years. Like, I thought like for sure he's gonna have to do at least a decade. And then not to only not to mention he only got like two years, but due to the coronavirus, he didn't even have to serve that. So um, he did get out. But basically, what Pharrell said though, Monty is like, "Yo, I'm not I'm not built for that life, and I'm I'm just putting it out there. I'm a civilian. I'm a taxpayer. What all all of that? I have yeah. no problem with what he said. Um, and I don't think what he said was like making snitching cool. He was just saying from my perspective. And I didn't see anything in that quote that said, "Yo, I co-signed with Six Nine did." And personally, if anybody's asking, I don't like with Six Nine. I don't like what Six Nine did, um, but I don't um, say there's levels to it too. You know, it's not like black. And, it's another thing that's not black and white. Like such, what a shock, right? <laughs> you know, but right, right, great. Right yeah, I think there's a level to it. It's uh, if it's like something very serious crime or something that could really 
that that you're in the way that you really didn't do or you know you you got in trouble and somebody else did it and i think that that's like acceptable thing to do but you know other things like little my my minuscule things i think you know that's like where 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 somebody's gonna go to jail for doing little you know little itty bitty crimes or some shit that you know like marijuana somebody going to jail for that stuff i wouldn't think that that's that's where I, i agree with you know I would agree with the take, no snitching, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, again, Monty, there's levels, situations, and just, Monty, you don't come from a, you're, you're not a part of a criminal organization. You didn't grow up that way. You didn't join a gang. Uh, that wasn't your lifestyle. And you didn't enter a pact with somebody saying, like, when we do this, if we get caught, you know, you know what we're supposed to do. It's nothing like that. It's and if you don't have that like protection, that criminal organization prote- uh, pr- protection or street smarts or know how to respond to certain provocations, then literally the law is kind of like your only line of defense for most people. That's their only line of defense. So, you know, I can't. I, there's nothing I can say about that. Like, yo, don't snitch, even though you don't know how it, how to even protect yourself. But don't snitch. Like, uh, it's it's. I'm not mad at Pharrell, man. I'm not mad at him at all. Um, but I know where Uncle Me- uh, Uncle Murder comes from. He just comes from a different a different time, different era, and um, comes from a background that that's cut like that. So it is what it is. But I just think it might be silly to expect that everybody to 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 believe in the no snitching code when um everybody it, there's bro the world is bigger than the, the hood, man. Um, and that's just what it is. Yeah, the times are changing too, and because you know we saw that with. Six nine even uh, with the social media, Every, a lot of a lot of people thought even you know McMill thought you know the response would be would be even bigger than than it was to shun six nine, but he was still living it up. He he still had people, you know, agreeing with him for what he did. So it's not it's not a little thing, where it's not a yeah. little world, and it's it's a lot bigger now and. A lot of people have different opinions and different ways of thinking, and you know, I guess uh, I guess it's different different time too. So, a lot of things are changing. And and, and not to mention, just real quick, I don't want to go too deep into this, but uh, academics have been has been raising hell with artists like going at uh, <laughs> Rory from the Joe Budden podcast, but also like Rock Nation because um, so Rock Nation's Desiree Perez, Billboard's 2019 Women in Music Executive of the Year, uh. She has a past where she was an like she she was an informant, I believe, for the FBI, and um, you know Meek Mill and Jay Z. Like Rock Nation is Jay Z's company, and Meek Mill works with Rock Nation. They have a no snitching code, but academics and some people are like, oh, but you have you still work with Desiree Perez, and she was a she was an informant. So some people accuse them of um, having like uh, double standards or or, or being here being hypocritical, but I don't know enough about that. I don't, I don't think that Big Mill is looking like looking at Desiree Perez is like somebody that he's been in the streets with and now working with, like, this is just a woman in business. She's the music executive of the year 2019. So I don't know. I think it might be a little bit of a stretch to suggest that you can't work with anybody that's been an informant in the past. I I don't know. It's, it's, it's real tricky. Uh, Monty, the street rule, you can kind of get real finicky and tricky, but, um, Oh yeah. And speaking of snitching, did you hear about, the the leader of Proud Boys being a being informer for the FBI. <laughs> oh, I saw a little. Uh, yeah, I, I read a headline. I didn't get time to look into the article, but 
Yeah, one of the main members of the Proud Boys was a, a informer for the FBI. Because, yeah, pretty much, you know, the definition of snitching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's I mean, a top tier snitch is an informant, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, that's actually interesting. It doesn't surprise me though. Proud Boys seems like one of those organizations that could be infiltrated by like a you know a patriotic wannabe political right right wing tough i i I can see them easily being infiltrated is what i'm trying to say um but yeah that's holding on their mumbo jumbo man because that yeah the proud boys man uh they have a they have a wild history man uh, there's probably documentaries people are cooking up about them and uh i can't wait to see some of them because you know it's been it's been wild what they've been their history pretty much yep yep now um Here's an interesting um, topic that uh, Monty, you told me about like 20 minutes, 30 minutes before we started recording. Oh, that was a video plan. Um, so Monty, you told me about this, this Wu-Tang Clan shirt controversy uh, 20, 30 minutes before we started recording. And I found it interesting. So I was like, yeah, let's, 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 let's talk about it. So um, okplayer.com reports uh, uh, breaks down how a Wu-Tang Clan shirt sparked a diplomatic dispute between China and Canada. Now, I haven't read into this story. I don't know the details about it or whatever, but I do know Wu-Tang was inspired by like Kung Fu flicks. Um, and seeing as China is involved in this dispute, I don't know if they would take it as like just me guessing. I don't know if they would take that as like culturally insensitive, but um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, it definitely sounds like it mistake or a misunderstanding from from it but yeah keep go ahead and read the article okay so uh a canadian's diplomat uh, a canadian diplomat's wu-tang clan shirt has led to a formal complaint from the chinese government on tuesday canadian embassy representatives told uh routers routers that they regretted a misunderstanding with chinese diplomats the dispute centers around t-shirts ordered from the canadian embassy depicting the iconic Wu-Tang Clan logo, emblazoned with the word Wuhan, one of the cities where the COVID-19 virus originally broke out. Many Chinese reporters on social media site uh, Weibo, oh, Monty, how do you pronounce that? Uh, Weibo. It's like it's like the Twitter of China. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to pronounce it Weibo, but you know, there's, there's Japanese anime connotation with that. All right, whatever. So, um, yeah, so. Um, where the image first surfaced described the logo as bat-like. Um, quote, we are very shocked by this, unquote. China's foreign ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin said on Monday and have lodged representatives with Canada asking for a thorough investigation and a clear explanation. Yo, that Man, is, what a, that what is a overblown fucking thing, bro. That is crazy. So, like, like they, they may have took it as, like, a subliminal fuck you to, to like, China made China, the Chinese government may have took it as a subliminal fuck you. I never even, yo. So yeah, they don't mess around because yeah. uh, I think uh, the, the the misunderstanding was it looked like a bat, and you know, with the with the rumors that was going around when the COVID first came around that you know the virus came from a bat, so <laughs> they thought that. you know the Wu Tang symbol was a fucking bat instead of what it actually is. Bro, Monty, I'm not going to lie, dog. When, when COVID-19 first broke out, there was this popular video on Twitter. And guys, don't don't take, you know, news from Twitter uh, as gospel. But I'm just saying when COVID-19 was first being heavily discussed on social media, I saw 
uh, uh, a Chinese guy eating raw baby bats, like dip, uh, dipping raw baby bats in what seemed to be like garlic butter and just eating it. And it was disgusting, bro. So, uh, yeah, so I, yeah, it just seems like yeah, it just seems like a misunderstanding because the Wu Tang Clan, the, the the symbol, the logo does look kind of like a bat ish, and you know they may have took it as like, oh, you're 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 subliminally uh, coming at us, bro. But um, anyway, many scientists. Yeah, I would not want to do any business with China Chinese government man because they don't they don't play around. Plus, they have they have a lot of shady shit going on, and I don't yeah, I don't really yeah. fuck with that, man. A lot of yeah. they do a lot of shady shit and. You know, because we, we, we know a lot, but they probably do a lot more bad behind the scenes. And, you know, tr- Trump might be right on one thing, man. China, the Chinese government, man, they're, they're very they're, they're very calculated and they do a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and not to mention, yeah, yeah, like like you can't even say that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jinping um, looks like Winnie the Pooh. Like that shit is taken very seriously. Uh, yeah, the Chinese government doesn't play. Not to mention when uh, that Blizzard card tournament went down, and so, uh, somebody said free Hong Kong. Um, they they came down hard on him as well. Uh, the NBA. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much like the basis of. Uh, you know how people make fun of social justice warriors. They're like definition of it. The the Twitter folks. They're they're they're, they're nothing compared to fucking the Chinese government. <laughs> When it yeah, comes to bro. being outraged or triggered, yeah. When the when the uh, I don't know if it was the GM or the actual owner owner of the Rockets. I kind of want to say the GM of of the Rockets said free Hong Kong and criticized China. Like the NBA had this whole debacle with China, and China was like, "Yo, y'all can't play y'all games here." Like it was it was it was crazy. But um, okay. Yeah, and the, and so many American companies are in their pocket, man, and it's fucked up. Yeah, the money yeah. talks, man. Money talks, and. You know, even Disney, the biggest, one of the biggest companies, they're pretty much in their pocket too. And man, they do a lot of fucked up shit. You know, I can't even begin the, the, you know, the controversy with the Uyghur Muslims uh, that are being, you know, very, I think held in, in fucking camps and shit. And it's it's messed up, man. So I, I'm really, I really have an unfavorable look when it comes to the Chinese government. But you know, understandable. But you know, like like Trump, you can't mistake it for you know how Trump does his fucking shit where he goes for the goes for the people too, man. You can't you can't mistake the people. You can't go after the people, man. They they're just they're just there, man. They, they they didn't choose to be there, and you know the the government. They're it's sad that they're stuck in that type of situation. Yeah, manipulating the the news flow and all of that. Um, yeah, like and, North Korea and China, man. Like also Saudi Arabia. Those are like so far, like probably the big three right now that that are really that are that really have a harsh fucking government that just fucks over a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it says uh, relations between the Canadian and Chinese embassies have been strained since 2018 when China arrested two Canadian men and accused them of spying. The arrest came shortly after Canadian police arrested uh, Ming Wanzhou, a Chinese chief financial officer accused of conspiracy to defraud multi- multiple institutions on a United States warrant. Uh, Ming is alleged to have misled the Hong Kong Shanghai Banking Corporation about her company's business dealings in Iran, which violated United States sanctions. So they have a history. They have a strange 
history. Um, and <laughs> this is an unfortunate misunderstanding, but it is funny. At the end of the article, it says the Wu-Tang Clan has not released a statement on the controversy. Stay tuned for further updates. Like it's just such yeah, a this weird. this should be just a funny misunderstanding. But if they take it like serious and you know, actually, if the Chinese government puts some crazy shit, make a big deal, big deal out of this, man, then I'm like, oh, fuck off, man. <laughs> you know, but you yeah, know, if they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, 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 but that, that's just that that'd be fine, but you know, yeah. So, um. Moving on, moving on. To hey, man, a our podcast more. might get shut down, man. We spoke out against the Chinese government, man. So they might be listening to us right now. It might, careful, bro. bro. Yo, if, if, if something happens to the podcast, man, like, you know, y'all know what's up. Yeah, if this, po- if, if this episode disappears, it probably yeah. once we get bigger, man, you, you know why. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but moving on to something much more lighthearted and, uh, I, I guess, yeah, I would say positive is, um, uh, uh, Monty proposed this idea to talk about three, three rappers. Now I had to expand it a little, little bit, possibly to say three artists, uh, because it's hard, but, um, no, Monty, you, you, you explain what, what do you, what exercise do you want to engage in when it comes to three particular artists? Like, like what's up? So you want, you want my, uh, picks or do you want me to explain what this, uh, exercise this topic is? Explain Explain what we're doing. Explain what we're doing. Okay, so, you know, over the years, we have so many rappers or just artists in general that, you know, kind of blew up and came into the limelight and disappeared. Or, you know, even long-running rappers who kind of been in the spotlight or, you know, popular at some point, but, you know, kind of fell off. You know, that that's a term, uh, that's a popular term in hip-hop because, uh, you know, I've seen so many people make long lists of videos on YouTube out of, like people who fell off or people who are blowing up, you know, there's a channel that does specifically that, that lists like, you know, rapper that fell off and versus the rapper who are, who are blowing up right now. And I think, you know, we actually want to actually want to put a positive spin to it where we want to take a rapper that kind of fell off or, you know, in, in the scheme of things that are not in the spotlight anymore and, and yeah. we actually want to see them make a comeback. So we kind of we kind of came up with several rappers, man. Uh, so I know you kind of struggled with that, but you still got you still came up with three three names, I think, right? Yep. 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 So who's your first one, man? Let's hear. It. Okay, man. So when when you first brought brought this up, I immediately thought of one name and one name only. Um, and then okay, give me a give me a give me a, like a clue uh, as to who it could be um he dominated 2014 and drake gave him a a, a stimulus package meaning that he jumped on the song in 2014 and he this particular artist was like the hottest thing in 2014 and took over the billboard charts by storm uh is it uh i'm probably wrong but actually i actually have two names but i don't want to say the other name because he might be on my list but uh, are you are you thinking of uh, Isla McConan? Oh no no no! no. Listen, okay. <laughs> Isla McConan had a dope record called Tuesday, but I never I never heard anything after that. And I was like, yo, yeah. like there were, I, I mean, he was unique. He was, definitely was unique. He seemed original, but I don't know that it just wasn't my cup of tea. But the guy I'm talking about that I, they might have been in the same year uh, is Fetty Wap, man. Man, he was my the first answer I was gonna say because I didn't really say it because he actually. 
he's actually my first uh, first name too. So we could definitely have a discussion <laughs> on this. Okay. Um, Fetty Wap why, had a, why would you a, say Fetty uh, Wap, man? Because uh, why why out of everybody that was the first name that you thought of? Because that's actually the first name. Actually, him him actually was looking him up. Uh, you know, Fetty Wap and you know watching him some videos related to him that that's what sparked this topic for me this this what helped come up with this topic because it was like man i want to see him come make a comeback so i was like hmm what other rappers or artists do i want to see come back so you know fetty wap is actually the uh, number one name i i I also want to see make a comeback so let me hear your reasons though um so his first big record that i recall was a trap queen i really like trap queen Look, yeah baby all that shit like it, it i really digged it and then and then after that it was like he couldn't miss he released uh uh he had a few hit records uh baby won't you come my way that's the one drake hopped on um he had rgf island like he had records bro and it, i think he had eight that eventually took over the billboards like top tens and um he came so fast and then it was like he disappeared. No, 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 no. He was signed to a major label. This is what I think went wrong with Fetty Wap. He was signed to a major label, and the major label started picking records for him. Whereas, like at the beginning, it was like SoundCloud records that blew up organically. And then Man, I think the label that's, was- that's so messed up. Like how a label pretty much killed. See, that's why you got to be careful, man. That's why you got to be careful with labels. And you know, it's just, it's just. A, I'm, that's just sad, man. If the labels was caused them to, you know, fall off that hard. Yeah, man. Yeah, and and a big part of what Fetty Wap wanted to do was put his friends on. It was it was a and, and he made you know, that's what RGF Island was about. He was very aspirational, very ambitious. Uh, he had a unique look to him. With you know, with with having one eye or whatever. Um, and yeah. despite that, and, and despite that, women still liked him. Um, and I mean. Shade Room even coined the like like there was a term that was coined. I don't know if they made it, but that's where I saw it. it was like when somebody's being petty, they called it petty wop. Oh, petty wop, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was, I don't know, man. It was an organic blow up. Uh, then the label, there was some label shenanigans, and then his trajectory just went in the opposite direction. And I felt like, no, there's so much, there was so much more. Like he was he was new. He didn't even write his own music, bro. Like I don't we just didn't see his potential or his ceiling. And I, I checked his Instagram a couple of times last year. He still is making music. It's just yeah. that he doesn't have have that big support anymore. So uh I, yeah man I would love to see Fetty Wap come back and, and 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 make some new stuff and take the game uh by storm storm or whatever. But I'm glad that you know we have a similar pick. At least we're one of, uh, out of the three. One out of the three we have the same name. Yeah, man, he's he's actually fucking talented because I was, uh, you know, actually seeing him sing without autotune, and he sounds amazing, man. He, he's 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 just like T Pain, where they don't they don't need the autotune to be, you know, actually sound good. Yeah. That just that just emphasizes their different style and brings it out even more. Gotcha. And you know, he he and I think he almost made a comeback with the six nine song. Remember that. With the regular song, yes, 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 yes. yes. So I'm surprised, man. I I really thought that song was gonna be the what was gonna bring him back slowly, but I, I definitely wanna I definitely wanna see him make it make an actual comeback. So yeah, I don't yeah. know how that's gonna be possible, but man, he's a talented singer. He yep. had a 
he had a style that that was very different from everybody but that but still still within the realm of hip-hop uh, that people could you know really relate to and you know very he, he had an addictive sound man like a sound that hooked you and and yeah. it's still it's still going on because it's very because there's, there's so many other rappers that kind of have the same style but you know but Fetty Wap had, had a very distinctive distinctive take on that style and it's, it's hard yeah. to describe but nobody can really sound like him man nope 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 so okay what, what uh give me give me one of yours okay my second name i'm i'm surprised uh i, I don't know that's like the name I, I would think you would also have on there too okay you have chance the rapper on there oh my god bro yes yes that was my last <laughs> yeah. one that i thought of and um, we're two for two then, man. That's that's crazy. Yes, yes. Now let, let let me let before you go and tell me why. I just want to say that when we like we're very loose with the terminology of fall off. Well, what, what we mean is like somebody yeah. that um um to regain a spot that they used to occupy. Like Chance the Rapper used to be the golden child that could do no wrong. And as we all know, after he released the big day, it got it got dark flow, man. People made fun of him, people doubted him, people were like, yo, we don't want to hear about your wife. Like he was the internet's punching bag. Um, and he hasn't really, uh, quote unquote, redeemed himself in the court of public opinion, at least through music, at least through music. He has not So uh, tell me, tell me what's up, Monty. Why, why did you pick him? Because I picked him, too. Yeah, because we, we discussed this a lot of times previous few episodes when when chance was the topic of discussion. But, you know, still, I still have the same reasons where I think he still has a lot of potential. And, you know, a lot of recently he had a few bad headlines that he had to deal with with you know all the shit that's happening with his manager and with his uh, even 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 dad right with his dad and the manager oh yeah and uh, yeah you know yeah. all the all the Kanye <laughs> all the Kanye shit that he's related to also you know the big uh, the big day oh album God. that was a flop yeah. and it, it's just bad headlines after bad bad headlines and I feel like you know at some point you're like man I can't I can't be having this type of street uh, this negative streak going on so i gotta yeah. take my time you know actually re reevaluate my you know what what i want to do with music and just probably in life in general and he probably could i think i think he could make it definitely a comeback where he really puts out a good album like something even even revolutionary or something i don't even know something that kind of kind of really reflects uh, very differently when it comes to the culture Especially with the acid rap type thing, you know that was a yes. that was a very different type of style that we're not used to. That came into the limelight and kind of became popular. Yeah, and I feel like he still has that chance to do, but I don't know. It's gonna take a while. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm um, uh, that's that's a good point, man. I I, for, I, I forgot uh, briefly about that manager thing because you know the the I, we talked about this before. The manager had this little thing on complex talking about like what, basically the dynamic between. Uh, him and Chance and talking about like basically breaking down why why they've been so successful uh, even since the early indie days. Not saying that Chance is an indie now, but it's a very different type of indie. Um, I feel and, like Chance is gonna do something where he makes up with the manager because I think he really cares about his image or reputation in the public eye. And so far, it's not been too too good, man. I, I think yeah, he really probably wants to rectify and make things better and. Right, right. Probably when it comes to music, also. So hopefully he's taking his time and doing something, actually uh, creating something great, you know, in his 
in his life also, you know, making things better yeah. in the in the behind the scenes too. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, but here here's the thing, Monty. I'm a little bit conflicted, right? Because Acid Rap was my favorite chance to rapper project. Not saying that 10 Days wasn't great. Not saying the coloring book wasn't great. Musically, though, those were great offerings, but I just really lyrically and musically, I don't know, everything just aligned with, with an acid rap for me as a fan. But the the c- conflict I have just as an artist myself is the fact that like I don't think he felt like he was forcing the big day. I think the big day was something artistically he was very excited about. And I believe they 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 got together and recorded it in like somewhat of a short. Uh, uh, a short amount of time and I think he really thought like he was knocking that out the park because he was excited about his marriage so it is kind of sad to like see that like Chance like put <laughs> put his life into that project something you know he was again excited about his marriage uh, there was a lot of like uh, uh, different innovative sounds on some of the songs uh, and it just didn't it didn't touch the culture like I think he wanted it to touch the culture. Um, I and don't know, the, man. So if you listen to some of the songs, it seemed like he really didn't he really he didn't worked. try based on what we have heard from him previously. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's a song that almost sounds like a parody of a trap song. I think there, there's a few songs on there that sounds yeah, very yeah, like he yeah. put no effort into it. So I don't know. Right, I, right, I right. I agree well, with that, but. We don't know what goes into somebody's head, so it could be anything. Yeah, all, all I'm saying is I'm conflicted because I don't know for sure if Chance the Rapper didn't, like, believe in that project. Like, I I think he was, like, he was obviously very happy. It was a very happy, campy-sounding sounding project. And um, it, it would just suck if he really thought that was, that was, like, everything. Like, he organically created it, and the culture was just like, nah. Uh, we don't we don't like this um but also also mm-hmm. i would say man he he definitely needs some good beats man <laughs> you know it's almost a meme at this point when it comes to me and instrumentals but you know it definitely needs some good beats on behind him because the last the big day really didn't have any good beats on it either yeah 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 well um okay damn bro well we're, we're two for two we're two out of three man i guess i guess it's I guess I'm next, right? And this is the one I really struggled on because um, even though I found out we were doing this exercise like uh, today, I just really didn't think there were artists that were like, that quote unquote fell off or declined in trajectory or whatever uh, that I really like cared for that much that I wanted to see that much. But obviously Fetty Wap was one chance of rapper. I want to see him bounce back stronger than ever. But the last one, again, I was really struggling. Now, the first thing I came up with was not a rapper. It was a singer. But now that I'm thinking about it, just to switch it up a little bit, um, man, I don't know if we, I don't, I don't know if we've seen the best of a of what people call a future clone designer. Remember designer? <laughs> that that was my third one. No, you're lying. Monty, you're no, lying. that was my third one. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? We did not plan this, y'all. We we did not plan this at all. <laughs> yeah, yes, bro, designer. It's crazy. Dog designer and the reason i say that is because like bro designer had uh, infectious energy with panda to the point where kanye basically remixed, remixed the song and put it on uh life of pablo you know it was a really hit record a huge record and then he came out with uh timmy turner which was a totally different sound timmy, timmy that was fire turner. too man and uh yeah. almost uh, another song that just hooked you like that that shit is still yeah. i still remember what it sounds like you know some songs you forget but some yep. songs that just stays in, in in your head every time, like every yeah. time, uh, the first time you hear it, and that just songs 
that those are he makes those type of songs that just stays with you, man, with his voice. And yeah. it's just man, I, I definitely want to see more of him. But he almost had, I think, a couple of two years ago, he almost was making a comeback because yep. he had some trouble with this, with this, you know, another another person who has to deal with label issues, especially like the Kanye Kanye label that that yes. he thought he was stuck in. And man, I feel bad for him. Man, another rapper that was that had to deal with uh, some issues with label that kind of put him down. And man, because. He had so many potential, man. Cause yeah, obviously a lot of people said he was a future clone, but he still had a, he still had his own take on it, man. And he made that shit. He still made that shit sound good. Yes, and he was young. I don't think people understood. Like he was like 18, 19 years old when he popped off. Uh, he was a baby, basically. Like musically speaking, he was a baby. And um, and we like, Monty, like when Young Thug first came out, I wasn't the biggest fan of Young Thug. Look where look where Young Thug is now. Because Young Thug wasn't stifled by any major label or whatever. He just just grew into what he is today. He doesn't sound like he used to when he first came out. You know, when he first came out, he was kind of provocative, you know, naming his album Barter Six, you know, which is player. When he, he had beef with Lil Wayne, you know, he was new, but he was beefing with a legend like Lil Wayne. Um, And that, that just seemed like light years ago now. And Young Thug has truly came into his own. Now, nobody sounds like Young Thug. Young Thug doesn't sound like anybody else. And I think that's an example of what a designer or Fetty Wap could turn into like like just really grow into something that is just uniquely uh uh them like just original and um yeah man both designer and Fetty Wap had major label issues good music is notorious for like having a roster of talent but maybe mismanaging that talent Tiana Taylor has been vocal about that yeah actually. man they're, they're um, really dropping the ball on a lot of artists Yep, yep, yep. And they, uh, they also have a great singer I think uh that appeared on a lot of Kanye Kanye's albums, I think Anton, I forgot his last name, but he's a great singer, man, and he should be way bigger than he already is, but you can just tell the label is dropping the ball on him also, and yes. man, Kanye got to sort that shit out, but I know he's not doing anything much because he has other people uh, as, you know, handling all that shit, but he yeah, got to step yeah, in yeah. and say, you know, we got to hire new management or some shit, I don't know. Yeah, also, Pusha remember- T, Pusha T also... I think mm-hmm. takes a great interest in, in the label because I think he does a lot more than Kanye when it comes to yeah. the label. So he's another one that just needs to do a lot more to grow these artists because they're really dropping the ball, man. And with designer, man, I, I wouldn't even think it's that hard to make him a bigger deal or even make him on on, on a level that where Future is in because I, I, I feel like designer could do any so many different features, man. And he could, yeah. he could be just fine, and I don't know, man. It seems so easy to to you know actually use this artist to their advantage, and I don't know, man. They're just dropping the ball. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's sad, but damn, bro. We had we were three for three. Um, but I have a surprise fourth one though, man. Okay. I, I I try to I try to keep it uh, you know extra one just yeah, in case. Yeah. And this one might surprise you, man. Okay. The game. Ooh, the game. All right. Yeah. Cause I didn't know. Okay. Why the game? You know, a lot of people would not think of this name when they think a rapper that fell off. But I want to say he really fell off either. But he, he he's not in the limelight that he used to be. Because, you know, with the game, he put out yeah. a, lot of, a lot of fire albums. And one of my favorite albums, man, I think, I don't know, 
was it was the album called Jesus Peace or was it a song in that album? Oh, the Jesus Peace album. Yeah, no. Man, was, that that I love that album when it first came out, man, and that that that, that shit was fire. And I, since then, yeah. I feel like we we haven't really heard anything of significance from the game. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he put out know, stuff like the documentary too, like stuff that you would think would be way. Yeah, 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 was. yeah. Yeah, but it didn't really make the. It didn't make that impact. Like but all the hey, recent headlines you hear, you heard of the game is some some foul up. shit he does, he has done on Instagram or just on social media, you know. Yeah, yeah. and well, it's like, well, man. Well, Monty, I don't know if you remember, but like, he got in trouble with the lawsuit. Uh, he was ordered to pay like millions of dollars to this yeah. woman on a reality TV show she, uh, that he allegedly sexually assaulted, and and then he didn't pay that money, and so the judge made his like everything that he makes from the label he created like goes to that girl that he like so there's a lot of nasty stuff outside of music that goes on with the game uh also sometimes the game does things that are rather distasteful to like a lot of fans like um uh i don't know i don't know if it was 2018 2019 but he made a song talking about basically like just basically disrespecting joe button's ex fiance ex uh, yeah fiance or whatever so he does like a lot of name dropping and dissing you know people that and a lot of people don't like that a lot of people don't like some of the game's antics the game hey, has man, he, he's another rapper that needs to stay off social media a lot more you know and actually put it into music i feel like he still has a lot of potential yeah. man and i know he's like a legend considered a legend in a lot of people people's eyes but i feel like he could do a lot more and you yeah. know actually put out some more great music because he has done that previously and i feel like it might be time because uh, you know with the lawsuit that he has to deal with i think he lost a lot of money and he yep. might need to put something new. I don't know. Hopefully, yeah. actually, that's why I put him in the list, man. I think he has a lot of potential still, and he could still deliver a lot of great music. So hopefully, he does. Yeah. He does uh, put out a lot more music in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's here's the name I was going to use if I didn't think of well the ones we've already named. Uh, and this is not a rapper. This is this is a surprise. I, this is this is a bigger surprise than the game, Monty. Just for the fact that a it's not a rapper and b I don't think a lot of people think of this guy, but um, do you know about an artist named uh Godier? Godier, yeah, I think I heard of him. It, does yeah. he? He's like he's like a really popular YouTube. He has a really popular YouTube video, right? Where the thumbnail looks like a like he has long hair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. the thumbnail and he is hit- like painted face. Uh, yeah. He yeah, yeah, I heard single. of that name. Yeah, yeah. He had a hit single in 2013 called Somebody That I Used to Know. Um, so actually it came out, it said released in 2011, but the video was uploaded in 2013 from what I'm seeing. But it goes like, uh, now you're just somebody that I used to know. And it's like mean now because now he's somebody that people used to know, right? But it wasn't like he fell off. He just stopped. He stopped making music under his stage name. And now he just puts out music under a different uh, 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 in a band called The Basics. And the band isn't anything like, from what I understand, it isn't like the music that he was known for. So it's interesting, bro. Because How do you spell his name? G-O-T-Y-E. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that's the exact the artist. But what's, yeah. but what's interesting is when people like, like disappear from music it isn't usually by choice he chose it he came out put out an album had a big huge record that had over a billion plays maybe two billion by now and he just he was like uh and then just 
went to a band called the basics and now he just makes music under that under that band in a different genre and different instrumentation so see that's interesting you know that's that's it's like did it really fall off or (laughs) then we would have to make a list like you know rapper that chose to fall off that should you know that choose again to not fall off i guess or you know actually make return to his former glory right 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 and 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 by the way he's belgian australian like this that he was an international guy and his his record was just everywhere and i really love that record so i would i would love like if he has some more records like that i would love to hear that under that name but that was going to be my third one because i couldn't think of any rappers that's interesting though that's definitely viable too man because you know I, i respect what he has done but you know i definitely understand a lot of people probably a lot of his fans are probably like yo man you had a song with almost two billion views man who you want more of that shit yeah yeah and the fact that he chose like like things like fame and money does it doesn't move him and you got to respect that in i this respect world. especially especially with artists from outside america i feel like they definitely yeah. have a different perspective when it comes to that because you know they come from economy or just a culture that's not driven by a lot of capitalistic you know vices or just a lot of things related to that just money or yeah being power hungry just staying on top is is very different where they come from usually yeah well here's the thing so whether there's first world whether there's first world country and third world countries clout chasers exist everywhere but i wouldn't be surprised if there was like some sort of study that basically revealed that america has the highest amount of uh, uh clout chasers or, you know, oh yeah this is the country whatever. this is not the country of the dream uh, or the american dream this is the country of clout chasers you know that's that should be a that should be the slogan yeah. for American nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and going back to Uncle Murder, shout out to Uncle Murder, but like I, I, I didn't bring up this point earlier before we, you know, wrap it up with, you know, the media that we we've been enjoying. Um, Uncle Murder talked about like snitching or whatever, but we're in the era of like clout chasers going so far as to snitch on themselves on Vlad TV for clout. Like so <laughs> like that would be a rap a nigga don't even have to worry about being snitched on because they tell on themselves for clout points clout tokens um but yeah that's that's yeah so um yeah man that that that's overall my uh take on those three but yeah monty i'm glad bro i don't know if we've ever been in sync like that in terms of like t- a, a top three <laughs> that was crazy uh, man and, and all, and three. Type of all three yeah. especially in order yeah. too man i put I put all these artists in exact order that you said. Fetty Wap, Chance yeah. the Rapper, Designer, The Game. Exactly, exactly. So that that's awesome. So um, finishing up, you know, wrapping it up, Monty. Um, what piece of media over this past week have you been um that you like? Like, what piece of media have you found compelling? You know, that's interesting because I've been lacking a lot and you know watching anything because I've yep. been uh, busy with other stuff. But recently, I've been actually watching a lot of videos or just learning a lot of stuff related to the stock market and a lot of, you know, just investments or just banking. Cause you know, I was mm. doing my research a lot and, you know, trying to get edu- educated more, especially with all the fiasco that's been going on with, uh, you know, GameStop and Robinhood, all the GME stocks. And it's been, it's, it's wild, man. Once you learn, uh, the game and all the terms and what's going on, man. This is this is crazy, man. And you know all the charts and uh, everything that goes up and down. It's almost like gambling, man. And but you know with 
with more you know charts and more da data pretty much and you know once you learn and you know there's a actually you know like long-term investing and you know short-term investing and you know, i was actually trying to learn about you know actually put my money to good use also because in the long term you know because yeah. especially for people nowadays we, we don't really have regular jobs like that where you know because you know a lot of a lot of jobs they'll take care of you when it comes to social security or or like 401ks but for right. us you know we're like entre not even entrepreneurs we're just we're self-employed almost right so you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta learn about all that stuff on your own you gotta deal deal with finances and just take care of a lot of the money shit uh just on your own so i was Back. i was getting educated and learning a lot a lot about that stuff and man and once you get into it man it, it sounds at first it sounds complicated but but actually it's pretty easy man it's pretty simple but people choose to complicate it because you know they want to make a lot more money than than in in the in the short term than in the long term because you know people don't have that much patience or you know they they want to gain a lot more that way faster because you know people 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 want people want more money so they get greedy and they want right. to make more and they complicate the situation than it already is but you know if you if you're patient and you want to you know look into things in the long term it's not that hard so i was you know just looking a lot of videos on learning about all this stuff and that really helped me man so i definitely know a lot more than last week so <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty crazy man and it didn't really take much of my time either so yeah pretty yeah dope. that's hella awesome that's um productive um and you know uh, behind the scenes monty i'll, I'll probably inquire about that because you know people have been talking a lot about it um but off of that man i guess my piece of media uh would be well recently i've been getting back in, into the brilliant idiots um and if you guys don't know like i'm i'm a fan of andrew schultz i think he's a comedic genius man you always uh, talk about him so we <laughs> Yeah, but I haven't been it's watching. It's been a minute since you talked about him, so. Yeah, I just haven't watched The Brilliant Idiots for whatever reason. Sometimes, like, I could be a fan of something, but suddenly, like, my daily routine just starts excluding what I've been watching, you know, just switching it up a little bit. Um, and that's just podcasts in general. I haven't been watching Joe Rogan as 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 much as of late. And, um, you know, eventually I'll get back into him. And, you know, that's the beauty of consistent shows like that. Like, you can always get back into it. And well, it might have to I do with just... If you don't, do you have, do you, where do you listen to it? On YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. See, with podcasts, uh, you know, I'm very organized when it comes to just <laughs> a lot of stuff. So uh, uh, I have everything organized on Spotify. So I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify. So if I miss every, anything, it's always there. So I don't forget it. Ah, so that might be okay. the issue. You just forget it because, you know, life gets busy sometimes. Yeah. So you forget to check. Right, it. right, right. And unfortunately, I, I got to step my game up because I don't really use Spotify and I don't really listen to audio podcasts like that. But I appreciate those that are listening to this podcast uh, in the audio format or whatever. But um, yeah, man, I, there's not too much to say about the Brilliant Idiots outside of the fact that I'm reminded why I liked it so much. The the chemistry between Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne the God, I think they've been around for like 
six years at this point and the chemistry is as it's always been uh they have a new set um that looks you know wonderful uh they're the the assistant uh, Taylor is seems to be like a female presence on the show now. I think she has her own mic from the new clips that I've been seeing. Uh, Andrew Schultz recently proposed to his woman, and it was hilarious the way he broke down how he did it. Uh, but yeah, Monty, there's not too much outside of the fact again, like that. Yo, man, this this he's one of the reasons why I got into podcasting in the first place. Man, it's just it's just a really really dope show. So uh, the brilliant idiots, guys, if y'all want to like laugh. Uh, uh, yeah, if you, you if you just want to listen to a comedy type podcast uh, that is enforced, that's very natural, very witty. Uh, I, I would always say the Brigand Idiots is your, is is the number one recommendation for podcasts like that. So, yeah, Monty, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I know with Brilliant Idiots, uh, I think you know it's still probably fire as usual, but uh, yeah. they they've been doing a lot less, right? Because you know they have their own things now, and that's actually great because. You know, they started this at first and slowly built it up. Now they have their own things that they could fall back on, on the own things that they, they, they could have, you know, they could actually run. So that's that's great to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, um, you know, Charlemagne the guy recently uh, re-signed with the uh, iHeartRadio for the Breakfast Club because for a minute it was looking like he, was, he wasn't he was going to sign again, especially with his beef with uh, Angela Yee and all that. But they got over that and Charlamagne God explained that like I don't I love radio like I don't see myself doing anything else why would I stop uh and he also has the black effect which is which he's 51% majority owner of the black effect which is just a network of podcasts uh uh that that he owns basically so uh you know has um Stephen Jackson Matt Barnes and uh a bunch of other talented uh podcasters under him so he's very inspirational when it comes to like you know um entrepreneurial moves he's a black entrepreneur very talented and um yeah man salute to charlamagne the guy salute to andrew schultz the brilliant idiots great show um but yeah man that's pretty much that monty um and if there's not anything else i think we covered everything man but you know always okay we come back you know we always say man there, there's a dry week lack of topics but you know we always almost almost go over two hours Hey, bro, has, I was about to ask you, like, what's what, what's the time? Where are we at? Uh, I think we time? started, like, <laughs> I think it's definitely over two hours again. Damn, bro, it didn't even feel like that. But it's always good when it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, that long. So uh, that's what's up, bro. But um, guys, thanks for checking in. Thanks for listening. Like, if you made it to this point, um, man, I, I, we, we appreciate every single listener. And uh, we hope to see you back next week in the Great Cave, chilling with me and Monty. And uh, take care until then, man. Yeah, and also we have a YouTube channel you could also check out. You know, just type in the Great Cave TV on uh, YouTube, and you'll see you see a lot of a lot of video formats of a lot of discussions that we have here. So that's pretty dope. And shout out oh, to yeah, our dope. you know editor, Fernie man. Fern- he always putting out fire edits, and he Facts. You know, real quick, real fast too. Like it's amazing. Like so, shout out Fernie man. Um and. Yeah, if you have any like in- inquiries or, or show, uh, you know, episode ideas or whatever the case, if you just want to say, hey, love the show, keep it going, you can email us at uh, the great cave at gmail.com. It's the great cave, right? Yeah, the, the great, great cave, cave at, at gmail.com. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, well, thanks for checking in, guys. Take care.
y'all.